Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. A lot of that experience gave me more confidence, I think, to talk about my work and to not have to divide my design self from my scrapbooking self and just like own like this is the kind of design I love to do. I think it's very meaningful. I think it's awesome if you get it. If you don't, that's okay. But I know that if you see it, then you'll get it. (laughs) Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 65. In this episode, I'm sharing Christine Heron's journey of cutting through the noise and following her passion to build a thriving business. Whether your dream is to be a CEO or just the boss of your own craft room, our conversation offers a permission slip to do things your way. Plus, we're announcing a fun collaboration project for National Scrapbooking Day 2020. Hey, Christine, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yes, I am so looking forward to this conversation. It seems like a long time in the making. Can (laughs) you kick things off by sharing a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Christine. I run Everyday Explorers Co., which is a line of clear stamps, journals, stickers, all the good stuff. Um, And I currently live in Berkeley, California with my husband, who is a professor. And um, yeah, so I am also a graphic designer and um, I have a background in magazine publishing and in like print, I guess, print design. So a lot of my products too are print stuff like traveler's journals and uh, traveler's notebooks and planners and all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a lot more about (laughs) what you do in your business and how like your creative journey has led to where you are today. Now you just relocated from being more based in Manila than based in San Francisco, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's a very like long story but I I was living in San Francisco I I moved there I grew up in Manila I moved to San Francisco for grad school I lived there up until two years ago when I got married and my husband was like hey it's time to move back to Manila so I moved back to Manila I moved all eight years worth of stuff to Manila and a year later he's like oh I actually got a job at UC Berkeley (laughs) I'm like perfect let's go so it's like I just moved all my stuff back and I'm back here so yeah. And, and throughout that time too, it was also me figuring out I had just started my business. Maybe I was in the first few years of it. So a lot of figuring out my business and then 
having to move. So it's like, okay, logistics, do I move my business to Manila? And then I'm back here. So yeah, but now you have you have contacts and a following and resources in both places. So there's benefits. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, and it's also been fun kind of like, seeing how the market in Manila is. And I was just joking with my husband, like every time I launch new stamps here, I mean, it's, it's the logistics have been kind of tricky, like shipping stuff to Manila and all that. It's like half the inquiries I get are like, are these available in your other shops? I'm like, wait, no, it's this shop, not that shop. So (laughs) it's still figuring that out too. Yeah. All right. So yeah, congratulations on all that. And um, I can't wait to dive into all of our topics today. I'm I'm feeling like almost nervous because we've been working on something, but we're going to pause on that for now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So one thing we always talk about on the podcast is one thing that's exciting you right now and you can't say the thing. So what is one other thing in memory keeping that's exciting you right now? Um, well, actually, it's memory keeping itself, because I finally, I'm finally just getting back to crafting. And um, I mean, for someone who, who's kind of been on and off scrapbooking, and let's see, I'm trying to think like the last scrapbook page I ever made was probably like four years ago. And I've just been so excited about the products that I've been designing stamps and designing like, oh, this could be cool in a scrapbook, but I never really actually scrapbooked Mm -hmm. since then. And so it's just now with, you know, all the free time, quote unquote, free time. I don't know where this free time they talk about is, but because I always work from home anyway. But I've kind of like slowed down a bit and I'm starting to start scrapbooking again. So I'm like finally like printing out my pictures and just like all that. And like last week I put together a project life spread and I was just so excited to actually one, use my own products and two, like print things out and slip them in the pockets and call them done. So that's like scrapbooking is what is exciting me right now. Oh, I love it. You know, we've talked to so many business owners on the podcast and we all go through these phases where it's, it's, it's hard to be creating things and you're using so much of your creative energy for your work. It's hard to have some left over for your own projects. And so I'm excited for you. Yeah. And I think too, like the good thing is now it kind of adds to the stuff that I'm designing because now that I'm scrapbooking again, I feel like, oh, I really need this. And then it's not, doesn't exist. Then it's like, oh, cool. This is an idea for an upcoming product that I should do because now I see that I actually need it. And yeah, here's a need. Not- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a... Um- it's kind of, I don't want to call like what we do as fast fashion, but it's being yeah. like just in time creation where like you have a need and you can, you can create something pretty rapidly to meet that need. Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty awesome. Um, for me, mine is like a little more general too. And I'm, I wanted to kind of update the audience on what I've been doing this year with, with hybrid scrapbooking and the, the layouts I've made for the bucket list project. I would say almost maybe actually every single page I've made this year has been hybrid. So and they've been Ooh. eight and a half by 11. I kind of lay out a very general plan in Photoshop. I print my journaling on the cardstock. Then I print my photos separately. And then I start assembling it and add some embellishments to support it. But it's been very minimalistic and not a way that I've traditionally scrapbooked, but I'm really loving it. I'm loving the speed of it. I'm loving mm-hmm. the longer stories that I'm getting to tell. 
And it's just that the shift to story first scrapbooking, like literally I give myself permission. Okay. All I'm going to do is sit down and type the story. I can figure out the design part later. And usually that later is like the same day or the next day. So it's almost like a momentum building process for me. But there's that first, the hurdle, the initial activation energy is much lower because all I have to do is sit down and type. And what do we do all day? We type things. So it's so much easier for me to get started than it was last year. And that's cool because like you have that initial like experimenting time of like moving things around on the computer. Right. So it's like you're not wasting time like cutting paper and then you realize you're not going to use it. And then all that then as like you have your initial layout done, then it just speeds up the process. I love that. I should try that. Well, and I'm I'm a little concerned, though, that there's a lot of supplies that I'm not using. Like I'm not <laughs> using hardly any pattern paper these days. Yeah. I need to try to like do a little bit of planning in tandem with that design and Photoshop some of the time when I want to. Mm-hmm. Um to maybe make more use of the full breadth of my stash, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the stash. Yeah. yeah. So I mentioned the Bucket List Project, and this year we have a huge group of scrapbookers that are working together and telling more of their more meaningful stories, the ones that are kind of hiding out in the back of their heads. They really want to make sure that get documented. Do you have a story that's on your bucket list, one that you just, you've been itching to tell because it's that important? Oh my. Well, oh gosh, right now I feel like, well, I've just started getting back into scrapbooking and sometimes I feel like I've been avoiding scrapbooking just because it's like almost the way to kind of avoid all the feelings and like yeah. going back in the past and being like, ew, who was I, you know, a year ago, two years ago. Um, So, like, right now, like, just thinking of a bucket list, like, story I want to tell is just more of, like, um, getting a great memory down on paper, which is uh, a trip I took with my parents and my husband late last year. We we went to the UK. We went to Iceland. It was, like, kind of a great epic adventure. Mm -hmm. That sounds fun. Yeah, and along the way, I was like, I want to document this. I took a ton of pictures. I even wrote down, like, every single thing we did each day in kind of like timeline format um but of course I left all that in Manila so I'm like great I wanted to scrapbook this but it's not here but I really want to get to it and like put it on paper and give it to my parents because I know that they had a blast and I think they'd really love to kind of see that especially now when like traveling is it's like oh we can all kind of miss traveling I don't know if it, I miss traveling so it's like getting those memories back down and like just now I already know that it's something that I kind of want to revisit so well it sounds like you have like you know multiple lines of incentive and and motivation to do it you have like the living vicariously through your own stories which we can't travel right now so yeah like revisiting that gives you some of those feelings but also the gift aspect of it and being able to share this with your parents so yeah sounds like something you could start on while you're you know stuck at home and, uh, <laughs> and you know that's actually like the reason I started scrapbooking um all those years ago how gosh when but um my first scrapbook my first scrapbooks were all gifts mm-hmm. for people I so hear I that a that lot was, yeah oh yeah because it's like the motivation um to finish so I would start with mini albums and they would always be like 10 things 
almost like the, a 10 things I love about you kind of format. And it's, I think the motivation of, Ooh, I can't wait to see their face, like when they flip through this thing. And so that would get me through like many tons of mini books. And then that's how I kind of started scrapbooking. And then it was only until later that I was like, Oh, I should be documenting my memories, but it's always here's something about you that I want to tell you. And here's like, I made this thing for you. So yeah, I mean, I just realized that now, like, oh, that's actually one of the original motivations for why I started scrapbooking. So, Well, and I think there's something, um, because as you said, sometimes not doing yourself uh, is a way of avoiding. And like, yeah. it can feel so personal, it's almost harder than it is to do it for someone else. For sure. Like, you know, and I know, I know we can all like put a lot of pressure on ourselves in, in any kind of capacity in any scenario, but I think yeah. it is, it can be a little bit less intimidating to do something as a gift than it is to tell your own story. Where do you begin? And you have so many things, yeah. whereas those gifts often have very clear boundaries. So they're easier to jump into. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So maybe that's kind of my way of like tipping my toes back in and like, okay, here are the bigger projects I need to work on, but let me start with the easier ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned you've been, you've been scrapbooking for a while. Do you remember when you started and what got you into it? Um, yes, I was in high school. Let's see. It was like maybe the early two thousands and I was doing mini books for people. Um, it just started with like a friend had a birthday. Everyone wanted to write a little something for her. And that's, kind of like I'm like ooh, let me put some pictures together and the funny so I grew up in the Philippines and so the funny thing is I always joke like I was like this is so much fun putting pictures and paper together like um, I could do this all day and then one day I stumbled upon like an old back issue of creating keepsakes Uh and I was like what is this like is this a thing (laughs) and I remember I remember like oh scrapbooking is a thing like it's an I mean I was in the Philippines so like magazines like creating keepsakes weren't exactly like super easy to find but I remember when I found it and I was like what is this magazine I need I need all the back issues like and then that's how I kind of dove into the world of scrapbooking and then I realized like one, it's a it's an actual industry. Two, people actually scrapbook and can get published based on. I mean, this is so old school, right? But yeah, like, yeah, so it's like a whole world, and then two peas in a bucket, and so it's just all the way down. It's just like what? And so yeah, that's kind of how I got started. I think two peas in a bucket was definitely the first place that I found, and I was a little bit later than some like I it kind of first got on my radar in early 2007 Mm. and you know at that point that was kind of the the very beginning of you know a slight decline versus the the true heyday of scrapbooking but like you I was like this is like a thing and people do this and like and then there's and then the whole digital aspect as well was really that Uh was really the heyday for digital getting started and I was like I can do this on my computer without having to cut anything like it was a little bit mind blowing. Yeah, I remember getting started with like Becky Becky Higgins's column, like the ones where she had sketches on, mm-hmm. and and you'd have to like follow the sketches, and I would do that, and I did a couple of digital um, layouts, and I was like, what if I try to submit them? And I actually like they actually printed a couple of those, and I was like, oh my god, they printed my scrapbook page, and of course all my friends in Manila were like, what is this world? <laughs> 
<laughs> they're like, oh, that's great. Wait, how did they get your page? And I'm like, it's digital. It's amazing. And I'm in a scrapbook magazine. And they're like, they're scrapbook magazines? So, yeah. Do you still have the co- those copies of the magazines that you were featured in? Oh, gosh. I don't know. They're probably back home somewhere. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so old school. But I was so proud of that. And I was in college. And they're like, what? Yeah. So how did it evolve from there? Um, my scrapbooking? Yeah. Or- your, like, what, like, let's talk about your journey as a crafter. How did you get from from college to, you know, you said you haven't really scrapbooked for, like, seriously in four years. So yeah. how did your journey go between those times? So I was, I guess, yeah. So I, I started scrapbooking, being, like, um, getting all the creating keepsakes I could and, like, uh Ali Edwards was like my super oh my gosh how to be her because I was already into graphic design then mm-hmm. um, so I was like oh amazing like she's a graphic designer and I was a history major in college actually so and I was like ooh, it seems like she's into like I think she's a an American history major or something related to that but I was like one I already love stories Two, I already love design. And so I think that's why, like, in the beginning, I really latched on to, like, ooh, Allie Edwards and what she's doing is, like, amazing. And so I was following her. Um, so a lot of, I guess, I'm trying to think, like, the scrapbook pages I did were very much kind of like hers, where they were kind of minimal, mm-hmm. uh, used a lot of, like, design, I guess, terms and, like, you know, like rule of three or like keeping it really minimal, like Kathy Zielski's work. Um, a lot of that inspired me. Um, yeah, let's see. I'm trying to think like, how did I get from here to where I am now? Um, yeah. And I think, I think, so I was just like scrapbooking and, um, I guess the the product side really inspired me too, just because like I started playing around with lettering um, and trying to see how like I could incorporate lettering into my pages. And then that's where I've kind of moved from, ooh, if I do lettering on cards, can I print them out? And do people would people want to buy them too? Yeah. Just seeing like how they kind of all kind of like shifted to digital printables and like and all that. So I was like, ooh, maybe I can get into that. And um Project Life was a total, I think, game changer for me too, because I was already kind of feeling like I didn't like this. My style wasn't very much um, like a lot of pattern paper. I never really knew what to do with it. Uh Um, So I think Project Life was great because it just kind of gives you um, permission to be like, okay, all you need is like are like pictures and just write a little something on this card and you're done so I think that's like kind of my phase two of scrapbooking because I got pretty overwhelmed with all the like 12 by 12 um kind of albums and having to do all that and I only really got back into scrapbooking with Project Life so well, I'm sure like having like a, a graphic design oriented personality you're just trying to like you want to organize the information you want to make it tidy and like yes. and, like let's finish it and move on too <laughs> Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yes. And I, I would buy all these um, supplies and then 
I'd realized like all I needed really were alphabet stickers and pictures because that's all that kind of like went into my project life pockets anyway. So I was like, oh yeah, the graphic design part of me is like, I just want to slap a title on this and call it done. (laughs) Well, as I was talking about with my hybrid, like that's very much where I'm going these days. I am pretty much using thickers and chipboard stickers. Like that's it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. I just bought a ton of, um, alphabet stickers and I'm like this is all I'm gonna use actually (laughs) yeah so I'm curious like how when did the official transition to being a business owner happen and how did that go for you Hmm. so it all started let's see uh, as someone who well I should say the graphic design part of me um Really, I think I learned everything I needed to learn about design when I was working in Manila. I was working for a publishing company, a magazine. I was working at a magazine for 8 to 12-year-old girls. um, And so a lot of what we were laying out were very scrapbook-esque because, I mean, it, it wasn't a minimal magazine. It was like pink and purple and had stickers and all that. So I was like, this style is perfect for me because I already love scrapbooking. But I still had to design magazine pages that were, well, readable, um, legible, but also, like, had to make sense of the information and, like, organize the information in such a way that, you know, was presentable. And so a lot of, like, my design sense came from that. And then, so a lot of, I took a lot of that and kind of was like, ooh, how can I turn these into... I've always wanted to make my own products. It's I, I've always wanted to... My, my dream project still is designing my own journals, like travel journals, guided journals, things like that. Like, And then when I was working at the magazine, the editors actually gave me the job to design the planners for... That, that were kind of like a spinoff from the magazine brand. They were like, okay, we're going to do planners for like middle school aged kids I was perfect like oh that's so fun I love it yeah (laughs) super because like we'd have like little activities in 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 between so I mean it was like use all the color you can and just like put these together so that was kind of like part of my job at the magazine aside from laying out the magazine pages I was in charge of like we called them like special publications Mm -hmm. on the site that they were also like little autograph books I don't know if if that's the same term that you guys use here but oh yeah like yeah where you'd also kind of like there would be a list of questions so it's almost like name of friend and like favorite color favorite song favorite whatever um when I it's almost like when I grow up I want to be blank and then you have to put it together and like little kids would fill them up so those are the kinds of projects that we were doing. And I was like, I love doing this so much. I kind of want to do my own versions of it, almost like bad lib type um, products. But, well, I can imagine that you were like, especially if you're creating for middle school age girls, you're trying to remember, you know, what what you would have loved to have had at that age, too. Totally, totally. Um, it's all like, OK, I get to channel like my inner kid with all the yeah. <laughs> I I'd always uh, I'd tell people when they'd be like how's work I'm like I just wrote an article about what to do when your best friend has a new best friend (laughs) (laughs) those are the problems that they're dealing with and so it was yeah it was super fun but um yeah and so that's kind of like I've always 
kind of wanted to make my own stuff, but I never really did because I was like, oh, who's going to buy it? I don't know how, you know, all the usual things that you say when you're scared. (laughs) Um, But in terms of like how I got into um, actually making Everyday Explorers a thing was um, back in Manila, I had two other friends who wanted to start um, selling crafty supplies and holding workshops because we were all scrapbookers and we're like you know there should be more scrapbooking here let's see maybe we can import some project life stuff from the u.s and like hold some workshops and teach people how to use project life and all that and then long story short like well that company didn't really turn into anything um but we were looking into making our own stamps um, mm-hmm. just because they were like, oh, your lettering is great. Maybe we can turn some, turn them into stamps. Maybe from your digital stuff, we can, you know, turn that into something. And then around the same time, too, um, I had met Kelly Perky at, um, at, oh, wait, I should say by this time, I'd already, I had already moved to the U.S. Okay. Uh, to go to grad school. So around this time, too, um, I had met Kelly Perky at a workshop that she was holding. I think it was somewhere in the Bay Area. And I remember asking her, like, hey, Kelly, like, how did you get started um, making your own stuff? And she was and I know that her her background was like she was working at American Crafts and stuff like that. And she's like, no, you don't have to work at a scrapbook company to make your own stuff. Like you can just make your own stuff. And I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? How? Um, But yeah, so long story short, like she saw my stuff and she was like, hey, do you want to maybe collaborate on a kit for me? Because by that time she was already doing her monthly uh, monthly project life kits. And so I was like, oh my god yes (laughs) you can only imagine I was like oh my god of course I would love to and so um it started with a collaboration with her and um after that um I still had that company in Manila and we invited her actually to come to the Philippines to do a workshop and and she she was like, oh, are you working on stamps for your company, too? And I'm like, yeah. And so she was giving me a lot of great tips. And she's like, you should make your own. And which I think is so rare for like, well, actually, a, a lot of the people I've met in this industry, they're actually amazing and they're super nice. But I totally didn't expect like for her to be so open and supportive and helpful. And like, you know, she was just like, yeah, sure. Just ask me, you know anything like with like you know your business and what you're working on and it was just so encouraging that's awesome and so, I love hearing yeah, that yeah it, I just really felt like oh awesome there's really space for everyone and it was just so I always joke like Kelly you're my fairy godmother she's like oh come on <laughs> like, I'm like no really because like I didn't think I could just start my own thing um but so what started with that old company in Manila turned out they didn't really want to push through with it after a while. So I was like, okay, I'm on my own. Like I'll just make stuff. And that's kind of where it started. Yeah. I, I know that's so, such a long story, but that's where I am. That's how I got here now. And I'm just continuing to make stuff and um, trying to branch out back into more paper um, along with the stamps, which have been, super fun to make but 
Yeah. Well, I can definitely see your 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 branding and all of your products. They're they're so they're cleanly designed, yet you have a sense of whimsy and movement mm-hmm. in them. And like I can tell, like that experience you had with the magazine, and you know, and probably just your part of your personality too. Like it all yeah. comes out in your designs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually so I moved to San Francisco thinking I needed to go to grad school for design to be a designer because by then like when I let's see after I graduated like I didn't have any formal background in design when I got that magazine job so I always joke like the first semester of grad school was my professors telling me why are you using purple like why does this have purple I'm like <laughs> oh in my mind like I was like sorry too much uh tween magazines like they're like no, let's go back to the minimalist, you know, classy design. And I'm like, oh, in my head, a lot of what I learned was like, make, like, put as much as you can on the page. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so where did your experience with Adobe fit into all this? Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, few let's see a few years into grad school I did not finish the program because I decided that I didn't need a degree to be a designer because I was already freelancing and interning way more um, outside of class than I was actually designing stuff for class Um, and just I guess living in the Bay Area um, I had heard about the creative residency from a friend so my my experience with Adobe is I was one of their um, Adobe one of the Adobe Creative Residents for 2016 and basically by then I mean at that time it was a pretty new program where Adobe was like we want to give back to the creative community and support creators doing cool things and um, so a friend of mine was like oh I think you'd be a good fit for this program because they're looking for kind of like up and coming designers but also people with work experience just enough to like people who would be down to show their process, um, inspire the creative community as a whole, work on a project for a year and kind of, you know, show everyone like, this is what I'm working on um, and how I'm doing it. So long story short, I got the, I got the residency. Yay. But I should also say that my project was very scrapbooking related Uh because my, my proposal to Adobe was I wanted to work on, a product like a physical product that could inspire people to document their travels and up upon like this point I as a designer I was also like trying to separate my graphic design self from my scrapbooking self because a lot of like professors in grad school were kind of like they were they're pretty snooty about like the craft like craft and all that they're all like oh scrapbooking and I'm like what do you know how amazing designer like like scrapbookers are such amazing designers like it's just not the design that you're used to so I always like kept those two parts of me separate like I'm not gonna tell my graphic design friends that I scrapbook you know it's like it was kind of like that but then my proposal for Adobe I was like you know I'm just gonna do something that I'm like super interested in um I think that you know, um, this, like more people need to document, like people will understand like how this is. So I kind of framed it around travel because I'm like, okay, this is something that everyone will get why they have to document it because it's fun and all that. And so getting the creative residency based on that project was also such like validation for me that, Hey, 
the scrapbooking is totally, you know, like it's it, legit. It's, yeah, it's totally. Yeah. And you get like these, like see these VP Adobe VPs being like, this is super cool. And I'm like, you think this scrap? Cause I, I had to show like samples of like tr- my, my old travel journals. Like even, even, um, uh, my project life spread of like mm-hmm. a, a trip. And I was like, this is how I document my travels, like in a scrapbook. And they're like, that scrapbook is cool. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Um, so th- that was kind of like my project was to to build a product out of like, okay, how do I show? I mean, everything from the process of creating this product, like, okay, the technical stuff, like on Adobe InDesign, this is how I, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I also had to show like, this is how I build a business. So it was really my experience with Adobe that kind of forced me to think of everyday explorers as like a business, a sustainable business, but also like it all, they also taught me like, okay, if you're going to have stuff produced, like you can't just have all the bells and whistles. You have to think about like, what's important. What do you spend more on more colors or do you spend more on the kind of paper? So it was a lot of that experience that kind of, one gave me more confidence, I think, to talk about my work and to not kind of have to divide my design self from my scrapbooking self and just like kind of own like this is the kind of design I love to do. I think it's very meaningful. I think it's awesome if you get it. If you don't, that's okay. But I know that if you see it, then you'll get it. (laughs) Um, And also like they also taught me to kind of, okay, you know, you can make this into a legit thing. You can make this into a real thing. That's not just kind of um, something on the side, like build it into something that can turn into something bigger. So oh, yeah. I love this story so much because I think we <laughs> all feel have these different types of conflicts in our lives where we feel like we need to be two different people in different scenarios. And, and how can you actually bring those together and accept that we are, we're all multifaceted and, but yeah. when you can find that synergy between things that you love, like that's just yeah. the happiest moment ever. Yeah. And, and honestly, I feel like, um, it was the people I thought that wouldn't get it. Like, Oh no, how do I talk to like this, this um, like really um, popular designer? Like, how do I tell her that I'm working on something like scrapbooking related? She might make fun of me. And it's like, when you just talk about the things that you're really excited about in a way that I don't know, like the people I talk to, like everyone, almost all the designers I met, they're all like, that is super cool. And I'm like, Oh, I was just too scared to like bring it up in the past or like talk about my work in such a way. But like, if they see that you're excited about it, like they'll get it. I don't know. Yeah. Like it was so, um, definitely validating. (laughs) Well, and like, we don't, we don't need, you know, I, I always think about Instagram. Like there's so many like feeds out there that are all the same. Like we don't yeah. need more of like a pink pastel curated beach photo with some blonde chick <laughs> with her hair blowing in the wind while she's like yeah. looking off to the side. Like we don't need more of that. There's, you know, you need to find your own unique style and what you're passionate about because there's a lot of same in the world. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and your excitement about it will shine through your work. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's more, it, that's far more important than anything else or what anyone else says is like the way to do things. Like I'm sure some of those professors you had about, well, why, aren't, why are you using purple? And you know, yeah. like, why doesn't this look like it should like, well, who's to say it should look a certain way. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think that was also, 
I was very caught up in the, oh, you know, I need to design the way everyone's designing or, oh, you know, do I need to work in tech to be, I mean, because I was living in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. but after I broke away from all that and just like did my own thing, I was like, oh yeah, this is a lot funner, I think, (laughs) for sure. I mean, I still get, we all still get days where we're like, you know, is this, should I be doing this? Oh, oh no. For sure. is, it, is it time to get a job? <laughs> but yeah. So I'm curious, what are your favorite projects, products to design? Like, um, do, you, do you have one like you feel like more excited about than another? Oh, gosh. Or is it all special um, in its own way? <laughs> They're all special. It's like trying to pick one of my kids. No, no. Um, I think it's the journals that get me really excited. So I design a planner. I've been designing a yearly planner, I think for has it been two years, three years, maybe. It's the third year I'm going to be doing um, an undated, <laughs> undated yearly planner. And I think big book projects like that are what excite me the most because I, I love to think of projects as like, well, one, I love them because there's a start and an and an end. So it's like, okay, I'm going to think of this planner as, you know, 12 months. Um, what's How is it going to be packaged? What's it going to look like? But also it's contained in that little thing because like stamps are fun to make. But once you make them, it's like, okay, but what's what are you doing next month? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, it's going to keep going. Um, but planners, I get to kind of go more in depth where it's like, Ooh, I can add these little details and the unboxing is going to look like this. So I think it's the paper, the more elaborate paper projects that I am super excited about. So, and what about like, what's your favorite product to use? And maybe that's going to change as you get more into using, you know, more of your own products again. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's still the stamps, um, to use for sure, because it's still like the, seeing something you made on the computer seeing it as an actual real thing and then stamping it onto paper Mm -hmm. it's just like the next level of like wow it's a real thing and then I stamp it and it's like what (laughs) it's it's like a real thing and then it's back on paper but on with a different form anyway I'm getting nerdy but yeah it's the stamps for sure that I love using and kind of when you get a new stamp set and like trying to see how everything stamps out, like that's my favorite. Well, and especially these days and with there's like, it's, it's much easier to get high quality stamp sets. Cause you know, we have such a, an amazing group of designers who make them. Whereas a, a decade ago, it was total crapshoot. If something was actually going to stamp or take the ink or do anything that you wanted it to do. <laughs> yeah, there are a ton of, Oh my gosh. Like I have to, contain all the shopping that I've been doing. Yeah. All right. So we are having this conversation because we've been working on a project together. And this all started when I asked you to do a giveaway for uh, another project that I had. And then I was like, but hey, like I've had this idea. I've been thinking about you. You know, (laughs) would you like to do something together? And so... We are releasing a collaboration bundle uh, for National Scrapbook Day weekend. Yes. Yay. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait for everyone to see what's in this bundle because, as I was telling you earlier, it's like 
a little bit of you and a little bit of me. <laughs> it's so it's so delightful. And just the timing worked out so well that my samples just came in the mail literally before we got on the phone here. And so I like I'm so excited to just to touch everything and see it in real life. Oh my gosh. So maybe I'm not sure where to start. Yeah. Well, we can tell them what's in the bundle. Okay. So there's three items. Three items. So Okay. <laughs> okay, so for sure it has a stamp set. And um wait, do we tell them the theme? So this is for National Scrapbooking Day weekend. <laughs> okay. So it's a very it's a very like celebration of scrapbooking type bundle. Um yes. but and very much as you said, like a little bit of you, a little bit of me. It is very when and you love planners just as much as I do. That's true. That is true. And and being able to corral our ideas and make sure that we are on track with all the adventures that we want to have. <laughs> so like you said, there's a stamp set. There's yeah. also this adorable little sticker sheet inspired by the stamp set. And I love yeah. that they're they're clear, they're transparent. So yeah. super fun. And but also brightly colored. And the colors are just they're totally up my alley. <laughs> and <clears throat> there's also an amazing planner pad that we talked about and we kind of it was based on your idea that we kind of finessed into an actual thing. <laughs> but you have to tell them about the planner pad. I was in the car on a road trip and I like, I drew this picture and I was like, this is the thing. I want this to exist because I want to be able to have control of a single day um, outside of the context of Trello and my bigger planner. Cause sometimes like it's just a day and right now in the middle of a pandemic, we're taking it one day at a time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so excited about how this can be a tool for those times when you can't look at more than one day at a time. Uh, for sure. And as you said too, it's also um, here to help us make time to craft time to scrapbook and I think that's really how this all comes together because yeah. we want to celebrate being a scrapbooker and remember why we are a scrapbooker that's why I loved hearing your story of, of your journey and you're also your resurgence back into it and yeah. that passion that I could see that bubbling up in you and I, I think <laughs> yeah. that you know, we're all going through very different things right now. Our experiences of the pandemic are all a little bit different, but yeah. I know we're all wanting to connect more to our stories in one way or another. And yeah. also to feel that sense of like control over our days yeah. when there's so much that we can't control and making sure that we are taking time to restore ourselves when we're in the context of all this, this craziness and uncertainty. For sure. I think that is one of the big reasons why I kind of decided to kind of get back into crafting. I was like, I need, because I don't have more time than I used to because I work from home. I mean, it's the same, but it's also like a conscious effort to be like, okay, how can I take care of myself a little bit more? Um, and it was the crafting that I was like, I need to get back to this. So it was also making time. Yeah, it's like it's like back. you know I worked from home as well, so it's just yeah. it's different. Even though it's yeah. not, <laughs> it just yeah. is. <laughs> it's, it's it's the same work from home, but with more anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. And then I think that's that's why we need that 
that creative outlet and that that reconnection with yeah. with our hobbies and our stories, both the ones from the present and the ones in the past that we want us to work on. For sure. So and- we will start sharing sneak peeks over time here. Yeah. With the full reveal. Um, I think we do. Did we decide we're going to reveal it like an hour before? An so, hour before. Yeah. It so like the lo- So let's let's yeah. start us back up. So what is the release date and time for this? So it's National Scrapbooking Day, which I believe is May second. That Saturday. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. So May second. Um, it will be live on the um, in the Everyday Explorers shop which is everydayexplorers.co, um, which you will have in the show notes. <laughs> yep, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and we're going to be talking about it as we reveal it, right? Yeah, so it'll be live. I think you said it'll be 10 a.m. Pacific yeah. or noon, my time, central time. But yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a fun launch party the hour before where we reveal yeah. all the pieces, show how they work, you know, talk more about our inspirations, share different tips, and yeah. just like, you know, get everyone excited, but also to be celebrating National Scrapbook Day together on that morning of Saturday, May 2nd. Yes, we're going to do it QVC style. <laughs> totally, for sure. No, it's going to be so fun. I can't wait. Yeah. We are going to do like a little trial run maybe next week and practice and figure out how this is going to go. But I just, I can't wait to... Now that I've yeah, actually they're in my hands, I can't wait to start playing with these and create more examples, and it's just going to be great. Um, yeah, and I've I've started using it, and <laughs> I was joking like it works. I was so productive. I did so much done, but I think it's also the joy of like a new pad, a new a new paper product that you're excited to play with too. So yeah. I can't wait people to see see it and like to see how how people will be using it and kind of using it in their own way well and just that that combination of productivity and creativity in one tool I think is gonna is what makes it a little bit different than anything else that's out there right now true true yeah I mean I I make scrapbook stuff I make planners so I totally get the productivity plus creativity (laughs) So one thing that we are going to do, or really you're doing, because, you know, you're running running the logistics behind this, is offering a special bundle for your creative bestie. So you can buy one for yourself, or you can save a couple dollars and get two, one for you and one for a friend. Yeah, and I think that's also perfect now, because, like, a lot of people, too, have been sending out care packages. Sometimes, you know, we have friends who just need a little pick-me-up. And so I think this will be perfect to be like, hey, craft bestie, let's make something. Or <laughs> remind them to, like, take time for themselves to get back to crafting. So, so if you guys go to simplescrapper.com slash explorers, and we'll also have that URL in the show notes, you can sign up to get a reminder about the launch party and this product release. And we'll make sure that you get all the details and don't forget to join us. Yes. I'm so excited for people to see this. <laughs> yes, me too. And I'm like, I am so pumped to start creating. Yay. All right. I, you know, this has been so fun, Christine. It's been, it's been such a joy to work with you and to like, as you said, finesse this planner pad yeah. into just like the right thing. And I, I can't wait to start using it tomorrow. First thing, like I'm getting up early to make Yay. a plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was so much fun um, working with you on this too. Like 
I it's so much fun to have like another brain when <laughs> thinking up of like products and like this this was such a cool idea and I'm glad we we got it we got it out and it's real yes no and it's and it'll be really real on may 2nd for sure yes yeah so can you share where we can find you online and of course we'll have those links in the show notes as well and what else you have going on when this episode goes up it will be uh april 20th so what else is going on with you in the everyday explorers world sure so it's um you can find me at everydayexplorers.co and I'm also on Instagram at at everydayexplorersco and when this podcast comes out the next day will actually be my birthday (laughs) happy birthday so awesome um yeah so because of that I have um free shipping in the shop for all orders 35 and up um and yeah I release new stamps every month and I am currently working on more paper goodies for sure. Um, they'll probably be out maybe sometime in May or June. Um, but yeah, by then I will be working on new steps. So there's always something new um, in the shop. So I love it. We've talked a lot about your design skills, but they always blow my mind. You just, your work is so amazing. Oh, and that's, that's why I wanted to work with you on this because it's just not something that I could have created on my own. <laughs> and I can't wait for everyone to see it. Oh, thanks a lot. I learned a lot on the job at that magazine. Yeah. That I owe my whole design education too. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so glad. Um, I'm so glad we made it happen. For sure. And thank you so much for spending time with me on the podcast. And everyone out there, thank you for listening. And remember, you have permission to scrapbook your way. <laughs>